West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 17th of November 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Dick Lanigan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. County Views is available as a podcast. Just search for it on your favourite podcast apps. New episodes are uploaded by the end of Thursday each week. It is Wednesday night once again and you're all very, very welcome to tonight's programme. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM and broadcasting from Newcastle West and our producer is Jason Smith as usual and Tom Ryan has arrived early tonight so things are looking up and Carmel Ryan is with us and Dick Lanigan you're all very very welcome ladies and gentlemen thank you and our thanks there to John Harold on a fine program there for the past couple of hours of fine music and of course also every Monday night as well he worked yeah. American country with John from 9 to half past 10 and of course tomorrow morning for those of you who might be awake between 9 and 11 uh, the show band music which was the wonderful wonderful show band music back in the 60s and early 70s uh, <clears throat> now if you would like to take part in this program we have the same people most of the time and we get people passing all kinds of comments but we don't get too many volunteers to come in here and you're more than welcome if you'd like to take your a seat here at the panel any Wednesday night and air your own views, just give me a call on 087-997-3400 and if you have a pin handy I'll call that out again later on and we would also ask you if you have any topic or you want to discuss or any comment on anything you might give us a shout. Now I, you heard of uh, Nagashal calling in the good old days now Nagashal if I'm pronouncing that properly, it is also calling. I got a letter in the post this week, and this is what it said. And I always like if people put their names and things. I can't understand if people have a viewpoint on something, if, if they're strong enough in their viewpoints, why they're not prepared to put their name behind their viewpoints as we stick our nose out here every Wednesday night on... Uh, and points of view which mightn't be popular with everybody but at least we're not afraid to say it and this is how it started the Atay wind farm which is between Abbey Field and Atay connected to a 64 year old line I have the bad look of living near the line the noise is so bad I have sat on a chair in the kitchen at least for 8 nights not getting any sleep sitting on a chair no good going to bed the ESB office in Newcastle West shut down. The phone lines, they got so many calls now, they must ring Cork. This day alone, the noise began at 9 o'clock, 12 hours ago, and maybe and make one all night. Page 1. Page 2. I have to leave the house and rent a flat to get away from the noise. They have no way of 
turning down the noise. The man who switches on the turbines told me, this noise runs from townlands of Napnesna, Kratlo, right over to Ruske Hill. Please send some person to see what is going on. I'd go down myself, whoever you are, male or female, if you give me your name and where I could be calling to and whose house I'm supposed to call to. We would, just like we did in the S. Keaton pirate case, we went down and we looked at it and we had the lady in question on the radio here, which is one night. <coughs> so if you're listening, or anyone listening in that area where there's wind farms, you might give us a shout if there is a problem. Do you know anything about wind farms? No, thank God. There's not, I've, I have heard <coughs> the problems with the noise. <coughs> there were things that came in about 10 or 20 years ago and they were going to reduce the price of electricity yes. and increase the supply. That doesn't seem to be it doesn't seem to be, well. It seems to be gone the opposite. Dick? Yeah. Uh, I think there's been other incidents of it, isn't it? Sorry? There's been other cases of it where people have been disrupted by the wind farms. You know. Shadows, I used to hear them talking about. Yeah. I think one man, out, not too far from here, moved out of his house and rented a house in Newcastle West. Because? Because of the wind, wind farm, you know. What the the farm did it do him? I think the children were sick. That was the... Sick? Yeah. Why yeah. would they were sick from a wind farm? If you're not, if you're not sleeping. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs, but he has moved. That house is empty. It's His house there. is empty. He yeah, moved out. Out of Shannagolan Road. Out of Shannagolan Road. Windmills down there. Yeah. yeah. And did yeah. he get compensation or anything? I don't think so. I don't. I thought yeah. the people down around the hill country, if they don't mind me saying, so that they got the, the communities got money in thousands and so forth. Yeah, the community council would get X amount every year or the whatever. Sweet, I think it's yes. called. Yeah. But if you're living near it, yeah. it's a tough look. You know, you're taking on big companies. And what do you know about it, guys living near it? Is it the nice or the... I heard about the shadows one time. And there's a nice, of course. A nice, yeah, yeah. Some people uh, say it affects their television, you know, that the... Television the quality of, of, their, yeah. of their reception and that. But because I had been very involved many years ago yeah. in, in uh, phone mass and radiation. Mm. Uh, we were all over the country talking about that at the time. And, mm. and it, the radiation from phone mass affected some people. Even on a foggy day, I was in a place and there was a lady who was affected mm. and she could point out exactly the spot where the, 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 yeah. the mass was. You mm. know. Yeah, but the DSP were in trouble too, weren't they, with the large pylons? The large pylons. Yeah, if you, if you were living yeah, underneath yeah. it, uh, yeah. People are known to have got um, If you're driving also. a car on, yeah. on the long wave radio, that's just be the case. And when you mm. go under a heavy power line, you lose, you pick up all the yeah. noise. Yeah. In England, they had showed a case of where they put um, fluorescent tubes on the field, line, lines of them, lines of them, stuck them down the mm. field underneath the, the power lines, and they all lit up. No. Tom, are you familiar with wind farms or windmills or whatever? Well, perhaps we should have the order of the moment, really. You know, and uh, they, they are disruptive, there's no doubt about that. And to be living near them, and it, that letter, no, it, it's a pity it isn't signed, but that's what's wrong at the moment in the country, really. You know, people are suffering in silence and they're afraid to have to talk up for an account of neighbours and that. But, I mean, it's a shocking situation, and somebody has to be responsible for it, like, because these wind farms, we're going to be more and more of them, like. I mean, they're nothing at the moment, no, but uh, in green energy. And they're supposed to be green energy, aren't they? 
you know, yes. I mean, and there's going to be more and more wind farms. So people, you see, I <coughs> at the time back back there, I, I remember some of the co-ops were involved in building these. They had big money, this you see, for the owners, but for the, the landowners. For the, no, well, no, well, for the landowners as well. They yeah, guess. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what the what the rate is now, but I, I know that it's substantial. But you see, you you're all going to have have people on the peripheral like that are that are damaged by it and that's a that's a very worrying letter and it's a shocking situation that any man has to leave his house number one or has to it's been inconvenienced to the degree that he can't sleep and the situation is that there was more talk about the protection of the hen areas back in west limerick than there was about the the people if you ask me at at the time you know, and that's why that was one of the big objections initially that disrupted them in the hen area. And as I can see now, that um, you see, there has to be a responsibility here by someone like Bob Planala. You know, have to have a responsibility. I mean, they're probably okay. These that they are go for planning, or or councils are the first recipient of the planning application. So that they have to be responsible. So I mean, I'm sure that um, that there can be like a situation made where people can't be inconvenienced and to that degree because it's definitely wrong. It's totally wrong, like. And, you know, I'm glad now that that, that, that men or women have highlighted it, you know, because people wouldn't be aware of it. You see, I think it's, it's um, and I don't want to sound ageist, but, you know, when something like this comes to the area and money is given to build a playground, money is given to build a cycle lane, money is built given to build a running track mm. that's fine if you're able to use them but a lot of people are gone beyond using the cycle lanes the running track now you're shown to West Limerick 102 yeah, and we're discussing no wind farms yeah. on Ruska Hill and Nocknesna area so anybody out there listen to us on, on that particular topic they might give us a shout a ring in on 0696200 or 0871669800 and uh, apart from with wind farms, we also, I've had cases of where I was selling houses over the years and people were surrounded by forestry. They hadn't even, couldn't even see the, the, the light of day. They had to leave the light on their houses. And then you had flies and midges and everything mm-hmm. then at night. I mean, it, it, absolutely terrible. Now, the government changed that law that they have now to be so many, so many distance back yes. from mm-hmm. houses. But... It's a serious situation for people who are landed in, in, in that difficulty. A, a lot of people, these people, will have spent their lives paying for a house and would just be getting to the age maybe that they can enjoy it. And all of a sudden, you have all these problems. And, and those problems are going to escalate. Like I mean, I don't Huge. see, I don't see who, like how they're going because they, we've got to have, have um, energy and the, yeah. the supplies. There'll be no more oil. There'll be no more coal. I mean, like the. the, the the one in Clare closed down, I mean, we stopped using coal, the will have to be changed over, you know, to, yeah. and, and of course I, I say it's not being used at all, so like, I mean, it looks like as if, as if, I mean, wind farms and solar energy, like, is it, it, it where the future? But I mean, solar energy, it doesn't make any nice to but I mean, the wind farms are definitely disruptive. You know, and it's unfair now to on people like that, and there should be, people should be protesting more but you see when you're on your own and I know it like when you're on your own like and when you have a problem with the local authority or with any of the government agencies 
Oh, you have no one to support you. Or no one to, and this, that looks like that, that, I mean, personally, they wrote a letter. They are isolated and they have yes. no power, they have no say, so he writes a letter to the programme. And thankfully he did, or, or she did, whoever, whoever wrote it. But I find that, like, and I find it at the moment, like that there's nobody, if you haven't support behind you, if you haven't an organisation behind you, you're not listened to. It's similar to the pirate in one way, that until people are no longer <coughs> unafraid to say it, like it was a big step for Anne Ryan Barragon to say about the pirate in her house and her brother yeah. and <coughs> to become centre of the media for it. You know, and it's similar for this man, or, or woman, we don't know, yeah. <coughs> that they're the first one maybe to speak out about it. But there's, guarantee you, there's loads of others. Oh, I don't know. But yeah. they're afraid yeah. to take that step. But, but I find that, <coughs> no, like, I find that, no, even I have a case of it myself There's a message moment. in here for somebody yeah. to say, could you read it again, because they missed it exactly. So we're talking about the wind farms, which are very, a lot of them around West Limerick indeed. This is a letter I got, unsigned and without an address in it, but it was obviously from Loch Ness This is how it started. The Atay wind farm, which is between Abbey Field and Atay, connected to a 64-year-old line. I have the bad look of living near the line. The noise is so bad. I have sat on a chair in the kitchen at least eight nights, not getting any sleep, sitting on a chair. No good going to bed. The ESP office in Newcastle West shut down the phone lines. Shut down the phone lines. They've shut down the office as well. And <coughs> they got so many calls. Now they must ring Cork. This day alone, the noise began at 9 o'clock, 12 hours ago, and make one all night. I have to leave the house and rent a flat to get away from the noise. They have no way of turning down the noise, the man who switches on the turbines told me. This noise runs from the townlands of Nachnesnaya, Kratlo, right over to Ruske Hill. Please send some person to see what is going on. And as I said, the person didn't give us a name and address, so there's a lot of houses between Ruska Hill and Nocknus now, indeed. But Pat, even as you mentioned that now, dear, the, the, the fact that you can't get through to these agencies and these semi-state bodies and semi-state companies on the phone is an absolute disgrace. Mm. I actually had that problem myself now, dear, quite recently with DSB. You know, and uh, they were they were servicing the overhead um, in power lines, and uh, at one stage, like they had about I said thirty vehicles, like, and they were replacing actually a section of cable in the big steel pylons. You know, and there's one of this one of those at home, like, and uh, you know they were there all day, and they were there for three days. That and they first of all they didn't only. Barely, they came in looking for permission just for the. They were, I thought they were looking up at it like next thing there was a there was a convoy of cars and lorries and every kind of machine that was ever known, and there was no one in charge, and I couldn't get any, I couldn't get anybody on the phone. It's that's a disgrace. Like yeah. this, you know, to, for to, for to have mean bodies like that that haven't an answering service, and 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 to treat the public like that and treat people like that. That's accommodating them, like you know. It's, yes, it's yeah. just I'm just reading mm. here now. A new study has found that the nighttime swoosh sound, technically referred to as amplitude modulation from wind turbines, is likely to be heard by neighbouring residents up to five times more often than during daylight hours, depending on wind direction, season and wind farm distance. 
Imagine having an eyes amplified five times. But it's torture as well. Yeah. It's mental torture. Mental right? torture. I mean, that's what the, I mean, that's what the, what the Chinese do, actually. I, I, I tell the Russians that they had yeah. If they were questioning you, if they had arrested you, taken, they, they do something like that with their, with their tactics. And like, like if, if, you're, if you're kept <coughs> sleepless for two nights Sorry. and you have that on the third night again, there's no way yeah. to sleep. It's just, it's as you said, mm. Tom, it's mm. mental torture, absolute torture. Please, yeah. How do people take on the organisations, whether it's a multinational or a... You can't take them on. This is, this is, this is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll ignore you, you know, and they'll write roughshod over you, and they'll be at you, like. That's yeah. what they'll do. People see. don't have the money to go leave. They don't have the money at all. You can't, sort of, I mean, that's the point about the whole thing. These people can do, these companies and that can do it. Like, they're all profit, you see. The machine, I mean, that's there, and... They're sold as a very attractive, and people are making money out of them. Like yes, they know they're about that. They're serious money, and now I mean more so than ever. They're going to be a huge yeah. problem. You know, well, I think more so now that they possibly be in the sea. Tom, I think that's what they're going to push them. Well, yeah, they're going to need them everywhere. Like everywhere, they're going to need them more yeah, than the sea. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, I mean, they can't promote. I mean, they can't have it locked to sea either. You know. Yeah. So it's it's a serious problem. But again, you see, it's these organisations that have no, that they don't have to answer to anybody. Our governments and our government departments have washed their hands. And I mean, you see, I was recently dealing with the EPA. They're the organisation. They're the crowd of phonies, like you know, a crowd of crowd of black ass, like. And they're supposed to be the environmental protection organisation, the county council. The idea, all I I dealt with them all, and in absolute, we have actually no control over any of them. They can do to like. But we seem to reach the stage in the Ireland of today that a case of I'm all right, Jack. Well, of course, Pat. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're right. You're, you're dead right there. Yeah. Oh, I'm all right, Jack. And, and every, every man for himself and God for the like, You know. I'm all right. And maybe people that are out all day may not notice it. Do you know, it's the person that's there all day with this wearing going on all day long. Do you know, there might be other families that are out all day. They could oh, yeah. come home, they could have children, their house could be noisy anyway. But Sir Carmel, when, when these things were, were, were promoted first and when they were, when they were, when they were started, they were more interested in the disruption to the hen harriers than the people, yeah. you yeah. see. And, and as Pat said, you're talking about people that are living in, in forestation areas, like, who are now, now gone wild, they can't even get licence for to for knock the trees now. Yeah. I mean, this, this country is in a shambles of, of management. Now, talking about the shambles, uh, Shirley O'Regan sent me this there on the 15th of November. So, listeners, I would ask you to give your ears a little bit of a twist to make sure that they're clear that you're hearing what I'm saying, so that you don't misunderstand what I'm saying. <coughs> this time last year, COVID I'm referring to, I remember the man from West Clare writing to us or sending a message the other night, he doesn't want to hear any more about COVID. That's about uh, over a year ago. And it looks like you'll be hearing an awful lot more for a long time to come. But anyway, here goes. The 15th of November, which was 12 months ago, a year ago, the 15th of November, in COVID, there were 378 new cases. There was 271 people in hospital, and there was 30 in ICU. And we didn't have any vaccines. They were waiting for a vaccine and hoping. So a year ago... Without any anyone being vaccinated, new cases, 378 was reported on that date. There was 271 people reported in hospital, and ICU was 30 cases in intensive care. 
Two days ago, on the 15th of November 21, we have 94% of the population supposed to be vaccinated. We have 4,570 new cases, 622 people in hospital and 117 in ICU. Could Carmel, could you explain it to me? Oh, I don't know. I, I wish I could. I wish there was uh, some light at the end of the And we tunnel. were the most locked up country in the whole world and we are one of the highest per head of population with COVID at the moment and we're supposed to be perfect with the highest number in the world, literally vaccinated supposed to be as well. It's, it's, I, think, I think this year is worse than last year. I think last year we were all looking forward to the, vi- to the vaccine. And we all felt after Christmas... The figures, Carmel, the figures. figures. You heard me call them out, did you? I did, I There's did. no doubt did. about it, this year is a lot worse than it's last year. It's an awful lot worse. And we don't I seem to have the same hope that we had last year. Like, maybe the booster will do it, maybe the booster won't. It's very hard to figure it out. Maybe we'll flatten the curve. It was always next always, week. Always, always, always. Um, but we have gone down the line. We have gone, and it's just... Uh, this time last year, very few of us knew someone who had it. This year... I think we, we all know. Anybody, so. We hardly know anybody that hasn't. hasn't it? It's on either side of us. It's all around <coughs> us. Do you know, it's, there's deaths of it this year. I know there was some last year, but we. I think we know more people this year that have died with COVID. Tis, Dick, I think it's very. Can you explain it? I, I have to say that the, the virus is shocking. I, I had the virus myself since yeah. the last time I was here. Some experience of it. But my daughter works in the hospital and she told me Saturday, she said, Dad, the people that don't have the vaccine suffer terribly, she says. And, and, and um, someone had died the night before, and she was quite upset over it. But that's what she said. So the vaccine is a godsend. It, I had it, and without the vaccine, it, it gives you hope, number one. You're shocked when you get it. You don't expect it because you're minding yourself and doing everything right. But it comes in the back door. Nothing you can do about it. But I think the, 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 the virus is more established worldwide. And it's 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 evolving as it goes. Like in Germany, there's a huge outbreak. I think in Brazil, the deaths are phenomenal. We don't hear about them. RT only speaks about ourselves. The most insular news I've ever heard in my life. It's incredible. And I think that we're in trouble in Limerick with beds because the staff, there's a lot of staff members sick. Mm -hmm. Even if they open up in the university for for, uh, more ICU beds, I don't know if we have the staff. Staff came back from Australia, America, and I don't think they're that well treated by the health board that came back. But for, to, to me anyway, anyone that has, hasn't the vaccine, I'd appeal to them to get it, because it, if you do get the virus, it gives you huge hope, and it does save you, you know. It, it, but Dick, yeah. the figures, the but figures, the, 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 the figures virus, the virus, are absolutely In 12 months, the virus shocking. is established. But uh, look at England, look at Germany, France, all but these places. We are worse than England per head of population. England is in a bad state. I yeah, can't but they have 66 yeah. million. Like. Yeah, but we opened up um, things that we shouldn't have opened up. There's no... Yeah. I don't want to go down, but... Yeah. We, were, we were given over to the Italian match last March. Yeah. Uh, you know, this yeah. thing started. <coughs> we have had big matches now, yeah. and it seems to be... Yes, there was a rugby match Saturday. I don't know. Yeah. What percentage would have went into the public houses or restaurants after that? Quite a huge well, percentage. Packed yes. in. Packed and that in. would spread it. And, and yeah. You know, we have nightclubs and people down the street waiting... For from 8 o'clock to get at 11 and no mass. And Tom, so. are the lunatics running the asylum? 
Well, Pat, you see, the whole context of your of of, of your of Shelley and Darius is that um, you know is a blame game. Like <coughs> you look at figures, you are looking for figures, and why are the figures are there? The figures are there because because the, I mean the vaccine, like it is, hasn't curtailed the figures, but it has it has curtailed the illness. And there's no doubt about that, you know. I mean, the figures are as they are because the, the virus is, is spreading. The Delta variant is, is lethal and is still spreading. People are not behaving, they're not doing what they're requested to do. And there's no good blaming governments, they're blaming, the, they're blaming hospitals, they're blaming the. In, I mean, the, the, the people that are making the decisions, we're blaming everybody, but we're the fault for ourselves. And we're cribbing and crying in the media. There were, there couldn't, you'd think there was never again going to be a nightclub there <laughs> for them. They wouldn't be able to get enough drink. Now, talking about Christmas, will Christmas be, will we have locked on for Christmas? You'd think there was never again going to be a Christmas there. It's all about people themselves. And, you know, but any realistic, I mean, consideration of the figures shows that this is lethal. This is still spreading. Dick is correct. He has the, he has the, he has the, he has had it himself, so he's able to speak about it. And I know a lot of people that have it, and that said it didn't well. They hadn't got a hospital, but they were still sick, and that's due to the to the vaccination. The booster will I hopefully help again. But people have to conduct themselves and people will have to push the thing over recklessness. And we've said that here night after night after night. And it's all about a blame game. Blame this one, blame that one, blame everyone. But it's the people themselves with parties. And now they're talking about closing the nightclubs at 12 o'clock, which means that every all these nightclubs will be at parties and houses. They were in them when we, we, we were in lockdown. So you see, we're going to do a history of talking to people. If you, if anybody like would show the, the the actual result of this when they see you and the nurses and the doctors that the culprit face here, and the people that are working in the hospitals, they're 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 jaded out, they're sick themselves, they have to come in and face this non-stop, and it's some day it's for the day COVID. And the work there, what you go through. But that hasn't been kind of people are talking about figures, but that's normal mission. In actual fact, that's, they stopped mentioning the deaths. I think it was 73 people with it died last week. This, was it? 40 something for the past seven 47, days. 47. Yeah. Yeah. That's 47 people. Yes, 47 people died of COVID. Like, I mean, now a lot of those people are not vaccinated yes, at all. Yeah. They don't want to take it. Yeah. And then. We're we listening to the pregnant women. They're, 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 they're pleading with them for to get because they say if a woman is pregnant, she has COVID and has to go to ICU. It's an unbelievable situation what, what she has to go through. So, look, if people aren't going to, aren't well, going Tom, to. Tom, Tom, the numbers were rising and rising and rising when they decided to open up clubs and the nightclubs and the whole lot. But you wonder people wouldn't they merely when the protests in the streets were talking about it. But the dog in the street could have seen where it was heading at that stage that obviously they shouldn't have been open at all when they did open them. But you wouldn't be listening when we bombarded with the news. Man stop morning noon and night open nightclubs. Look at all the matches. Look at the look at the Viva, look at Crow Park. Shall I mean all them? Shall I mean, yeah, they, yeah. 
Yeah, there was no, uh, no com- like and, complaints and at all there. Like. Now they're going into a serious situation where the, the, the ICU thing is causing a serious problem. It's up on 10 o'clock, folks. You're tuned to West Limit Community Radio Station, broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan, and I'm joined tonight by Tom Ryan, as usual. Carmel Ryan, no relation. She insists no relation there, in case anyone gets what I'm saying. And Dick Lanigan. And you're uh, d- d- delighted to have those with us. And as I said a little earlier, anybody who would like to take part in the panel to come in here any Wednesday night, it is live. And just give me a call that my phone didn't ring yet. Anybody notice on 087-99-77-340. So we have a lot of hurlers on the ditch in, the, in, in, in this particular area as well. So we go to Nedbreak and then we have a, a text back in here about the wind farms and Kilcormen especially in and that's how we'll deal with that when we come back just after the talk. So in the meantime folks if you want to ring in or text in 069-66200 or 087-166-9800 or my own telephone is 087-99-77-340 back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements phone 061 314-948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors TOD.ie You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 17th of November 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Dick Lanigan as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan. And on the panel tonight until 11 o'clock is Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Dick Lanigan. So if you want to call in or text in, Jason Smith is waiting for your calls there. There's no point in meeting me in the street passing your comments tomorrow. Now is the time to be passing them. 0696600 or 087 That is 0696600. Our 087-166-9800. Our good friend Christy Kelly has one in here. Hi, Pat. When I contested the local election in 2014, I made many, I made many representations to the owners of a wind farm in Kilcolman area on behalf of a family whose issues in relation to surrounding wind farm was making their life hell. To the point they were forced to move out of their home and they're still out of it almost nine years later. They had exhausted the avenues open to them as best they could themselves and were not supported by the local politicians in that area. I was the only person who took up their case even though it was not in my electoral area and I tried my best to get remedial work done on their home to help reduce the problems for them and nothing was done for them. Such work has been done for others but nothing was done for them 
as they were the closest to the windmills and no one else was affected in the area, so they were on their own apart from me. A very sad case indeed regards Christy Kelly. That's about the size of Christy Kelly. Nobody else was affected, so only themselves. And then we have Pat. Can you ask the panel about the various addictions? It seems to be huge concern in the sporting fraternity. Sean Morrissey at Can you ask the panel about the various addictions? This seems to be a huge concern in the sporting fraternity. Drugs, drugs, drugs seems to be everywhere and anywhere. I think somebody said it was a two and a half thousand or... 250,000 some fell in County Clare Catherine was in the car yesterday say someone told me now Carmel have you drove us down your country I said they're every place I said they're absolutely every little place. parish and town and it would seem now, every you know. place there just seems to be and people <coughs> don't seem to think there's any harm in it yeah. do you know that and it's all walks of life it's no particular age group it's seemingly all walks of life it's it's scary because we're of a, a different generation and we'd be afraid of those things. But the, the younger generations don't seem to have the fear. Do you know, they, they think it's smart, they think it's cool to be able to take these drugs, do what they like with them. You'll always hear everyone knew they were being sold. But nobody seems to do anything to stop it. The, the message there now is about sporting ones, you know. In sporting, I suppose, like... I suppose... Turnovers be big enough in the, in the sporting world. Yeah, I think he's referring to horses and greyhounds, maybe. I assume, and plus all sport. Well, I suppose uh, yes. The, the the case with the horses during the week. Um, it was a a kind of a tough one. Like, do you know? I, I was listening to um, Ted Walsh's interview about it. Do you know? You'd feel you can believe him, and then on the other hand, you'd be saying, "Are you foolish? You just don't know." You know, Take, is there a lack of bloody action being taken? This is all talk and no action, yeah, no yeah. serious action. Just Across the board yeah. now, that is. Yeah. I remember a case where somebody was caught in Tesco's car park or something, someplace around, somewhere around the place one time, and, and they were doing drugs, probation act. I feel sorry for the girls, the amount of effort and time they went in to catch the people, and then it is a probation act. Yeah. Just on the, I start with the horses. I think they had a camera up on this particular yard, from what I can gather. I didn't get some of this paper, but the, over the last six months, and, and uh, a number of different people with vans or trucks were going in and out, and they rang them up since, and they denied they were there, and they were only dropping off horses and that. I think anyone that's given illegal substance, their greyhound or horses, should be severely dealt with. I think it's totally unfair that people are trying to... But they did it with right. cattle as well, did they? What was it called there some years Angel ago? Dust, was it? Angel yeah. Dust, they yeah. called it, yeah. yeah. Tom knows that he's involved in the thing with me. And before yeah. that, and Dick, before you and I came around this western area, there was a, uh, what was that famous Tom and uh, cattle that were in Jacob? Turpentine. Turpentine. Tom knows more, he knows a lot apart from Turpentine. Turpentine. You remember that, Dick, did you? I did indeed. It's a famous case. But, um, the, um, just a, a farmer, uh, Holler, had an article, I didn't read it, but I was told about it, where he said <coughs> that players were in dressing rooms and possibly going out and taking illegal substance or something like that and going back in. And I didn't hear anyone take up his case afterwards in the media or since. And I was terrible what Cameron said. No one seems to take up anything, but I can't say what he's telling the truth, but I believe the man knew exactly what's happening. And totally just a, there was a, a, a radio case in uh, Tala 
where this lady spoke, she was a, she worked for people where crack cocaine was. And would, she, she described it as it takes, takes away your soul. You know, and I think the government gave 500,000 towards this outbreak and she said to us, it wasn't enough. It's not as addictive as cocaine, but it's, it's, it lasts five or ten minutes and after that you want to get it again. It's very cheap to buy by all accounts. I think it's, it's in Limerick now, I heard this morning, someone told me. And it, not enough being done, Tom. Uh, Actually, that ain't been done, Pat, in any pure joke. Like, yeah. Yeah, but you see, I don't know, I often think, you know, that when you hear of drugs and drug gangs and, and these feuds and all that, they're all related. But people appear to kind of take it now as, like Carmen has said, they kind of take, take it for granted now. They don't take any notice of it at all. They don't see the damage that's been done at all. And every programme now uh, in, in radio has, you know, at some stage or other, all the programmes and all the media, all the papers, you know, there are drug issues in it. On Monday morning, I think, RT is in the team to Limerick, and they, and, and they, they went down to, with the same Mary's Park, I said they were in at the time, yeah, and they were looking there at, at drugs being sold openly there out of the house, to the very same supermarket, I think they called it a shop. This was on, on national radio. And uh, they they asked that they they, they good there were the good few interviews in it uh, about it. They interviewed uh, a few politicians. They said you know the drugs are there, like, and uh, then they interviewed the guy. And I think it was Roach was in there. see the head of the, see what's his, he's, a, he's the head of the Guardian in America. Uh, but I mean, he, they gave some kind of a rigmarole of an answer that a child wouldn't do it at school, you know, about what they're doing about it. And this open dealing going on, like, you know, I, I mean, inside in the, in the state, people, and queuing up in cars and taxis, like, I mean. So, like, the particular thing is that um, there is no, there is absolutely nobody to say, stop, we're going to, we want to stop this. Why? I don't know. But the, the other point is then, as Dick has rightly said, um, we're looking at these personalities, these sportsmen now. Yeah. Around. There was one on this morning. There was one this morning from here, all over Antrim. And he's an officer's story about his addiction. And uh, he was addicted to, to, to coke and to, and, and to alcohol. And uh, he was an intercounty holder. You know, he, he didn't name it there. I, I, I don't think he was. He was Martin, some choice in there. But every second week now, you have articles and papers about these in the county hollers and footballers and, and prominent sportsmen saying, kind of coming out like, you know, like to say, like, this is our, you know, and warning people and saying, this is what, what you shouldn't do. So they don't listen to them. I mean, if you look at the, at the actual, at the behaviour, like, of, of our teams, you say, like, and our supporters, and look at the county finals going on everywhere, and look at the drinking that's going on, and uh, where you can, inter, you can intermingle it with, with the, I mean, with the virus and the whole lot. Nobody cares anymore, like. And the damage that's been done is unreal. It's, it's huge damage, Tom, but, like, where does it stop? Where do you stop spoon-feeding? You can't there, stop it, sure. Do you know, there's, we have a fairly good education system. And it is it is spoken about in the schools. There's loads of organisations doing it. Carmel, and yet the, penalties, the penalties are not severe enough. John Nash from Castlemahan called once Tom Ryan to answer who opened up the hospitality sector. And hi, Pat. Isn't it great to know that COVID must be a Cinderella virus as it doesn't strike until after midnight? Now, I like that particular one because I myself wondered, Tom remarked and said it a while ago as well, 
down Saturday night club up to 12 o'clock. So whatever was going to spread, we will spread between that 10 o'clock yeah. to 12. So I don't That's know who was going to stop them from continuing on. The damage would have been done up to 12 anyway. And as Tom rightly pointed out, they'll head into people's houses for the remainder of the night. Anyway, how did they come up with 12 midnight for places to close? The late night sector are now complaining and blaming the government for shutting them down again. They don't centralise. They did not enforce the basic recommended guidelines with their establishments becoming more like cattle mouths. Christy Kelly. And good evening, folks. Reparties. Did you hear the one about them? Did you hear that Limerick was full of UL students all day, second day around the streets drinking? It was apparently UL Christmas celebrations day. They were all dressed up in Christmas jumpers. It is in Cork tomorrow and Galway Friday. The virus won't be worrying them and they seem to have plenty of money. It is unbelievable. Teresa, Newcastle West. Thank you very much, dear Tracy. Oh, that's a fact, Pat. That's a fact. Yeah, notes, notes, notes. Yep. And they were all buying Christmas jumpers in case they go cold, you know, because they say you can get cold if you have too much cold taken. It doesn't work in cold, I think. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's a fact. It's all control, and there'll be no stopping it now because you have the addiction aspect of it. But, of course, the biggest drug of them all is alcohol, and there's no talk about it. That's accepted. That's kind of now as, as accepted as the don't thing by everybody, which it is anyway. So that's it's all about court now. It's all about crack cocaine. It's all about heroin. It's all about everything. Uh, but it's <coughs> not about that. Not about alcohol. That doesn't that has, you know that that doesn't be an issue anymore. And that's the problem. You know, I mean, and I was around enough of teams and yeah. had them and it's enough for celebration. They wouldn't call it celebration. You can't win this country unless your Lord will drink. You're not, you're not with it. Nobody wants you. Nobody, the phone, I mean, my phone doesn't ring too often. I do that anyway for to, for to take part in any parties. And there was a few over the weekend and that uh, I could have been, I should have been at, but I wouldn't be going anyway, but I wouldn't ask anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get, so to be honest about it, you know what I mean? Persona non grata, you're not wanted. Unless you're part of the crew, full of drink and prepared to, for, to, for to carry on that. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. You know, you're left your own. Joe Dorn, Newcastle West called Joe, I hope you keep him well out there and I advise you stay indoors because there's a bit of a chill flying to sit and it could take the nose off of you. Ask Dick Lanigan how he thinks the new Galway GA holding manager Henry Shefflin will get on. Dick, one question for you, one answer. Henry uh, was on beat, I think, for three years with the Shamrocks and then our own club, Thomastown, were beaten in the county final last year. In the intermediate, in extra time, five pints up, beaten by a pint by Liz Downey. So they decided to sack Morris Elbert and appoint Henry as the manager. And Morris went to Glenmore, but Glenmore beat Thomas Town in the semi final this year <laughs> <laughs> three pints. And yeah. beat them by ten. So best of luck to Galway. Well done, that was the, the Limerick thing is appalling, and, and, and this college thing isn't it, and, and being tolerated. We're listening since September about the lack of accommodation, <coughs> the cost of accommodation, the cost of going to college, and all the poor students who can't afford to go to college. And it must be terribly galling for those then to see others spending two days drinking on the streets. Do you know, like every one of these hopefully, has parents at home. Like, do the parents not wonder where they are? They're missing days. It's coming up to exam time. I know. 
I know from my friend college, I'd have lost the plot if I thought that that's where the money was going. And I, I'm sure they did it. I'm sure they did some bit of it. But, like, we're listening all the time about the cost of keeping them in college. Christy Kelly sent me to me. There was a very large crew. Just sent a clip in WhatsApp of a massive crowd yep. queuing to get into a well-known establishment. Have you read there, Carmen? You have I had it in Limerick um, City this on. evening. Crowds queuing up to get in. They were there all day, sir. Maybe I, that crowd would... I got a call for about myself. Sorry? I got a call myself about yeah. it. You know maybe that crowd, maybe there should be doing something to those people in relation to COVID vaccines or no vaccine. With that kind of behaviour, they're more irresponsible than the people who didn't get any vaccine, I would think. Yeah, I suppose when the youngsters got the vaccine, did it give them a false sense of security? It looks like it, you know, because they think they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're different. And they're possibly better able to fight it than somebody with an underlying illness. Well, they probably are. They have the youth and they have the, they have, right, but they're the young people. And they can, I mean, very ill with it now too, like Cameron. Oh, very, you know, very, very ill. Yeah. But, no, but you see, nobody pays the care. Or a side of the mind when they had them. But it's said. always someone else's fault, Yeah, it is, yeah. Well, I'm saying that all you know, It's, it's all always someone else's fault. Know. There's always has to be someone else to blame. Yeah. Uh, but sure, I mean, I mean, Dick has explained to us yeah, several times about, uh, I mean, he has experience of the third level and, uh, yeah. you, you know, I mean, the behaviour, like, you know, there. And uh, you, you have to feel, you have to feel sorry for people. They want <gasps> to play by the rules. They're not all, yeah. they're not all, like, I mean, Drinking to that extent, but <coughs> but how can they? I mean, how can you stay out of that circle? Do you see? I mean, if you're in the, if you're in the, in the, in in the scene, like, well, you, it's it's very difficult. It's coming up to twenty past ten, so we we'll <laughs> go to an ad break. We'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 17th of November 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Dick Lanigan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan. Uh, on the panel tonight is Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan, Dick Lanigan. And the phone number, if you want to call in on any topic, we're live until 11 o'clock tonight. Uh, 0696600 or 0871669800. Or if you want to shoot into my own phone here, it is 0879977340. I've got a good few calls in on my own phone, but I haven't anyone saying they want to come on the panel next Wednesday night or any Wednesday night. So anybody who would like to take part in this programme on the panel, you're more than welcome. 
and just give me a call on 087-99-7734-0. Sarah in Kilkishan in County Clare says, enjoying the programme. Keep up the good work, Sarah. Thank you very much. Every bit of encouragement is needed. And <clears throat> what do the panel think of our local banks closing their doors or withdrawing their counter service? I consider having a staff member I consider having a staff member to consult. I go back to that again. The top. What do the panel think of our local banks closing their doors or withdrawing their counter service? I consider having a staff member to consult with is a service. A machine is merely a convenience. Or if you would like me, says you, to be an inconvenience. We are being shut out of what was for many of us an important and necessary part of managing our finances. Now, I think that would be referring to the bank in Red Keel. Bank of Ireland closed down a fine, beautiful building in the heart of Red Keel town, once the capital town of County Limerick, in the good old far-off days, but no longer it has that status. And the Bank of Ireland shut completely, and AIB have pulled back on the counter surface. Well, the Bank of Ireland is closing the Skeeton as well, and three weekends ago, there was no money to be got in the Skeeton for the weekend. Both of the pass machines were out of order, one in the arena and one in Centra, and there's none at the bank. The bank is gone. There was no money to be got. And uh, sorry, coming on top of you, I heard Liam Galvin saying a similar situation happening in every field. They did, they to, to, to carry for it. So this is the reality. There's a whole generation now, I think, that are so used to tapping their card. They have yet to realise the, the intricacies of running a house or running anything else that you like to be able to go into a bank and ask a question or pay something. And talking about that, Cameron, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, as uh, my mother used to say, uh, Mary, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, make a prayer out of it. I went into one of these high-rise car parks in Cork today, and then when I tried, I don't like them, when, when, trying to get out of them. They don't take any cash. <laughs> no cash in the cash machine, in those machines, yeah. in the high-rise car park. So I had to make a phone call to get out, and the fellow said, come down and I'll sort you out when you get to the exit yeah. point. The New Ireland cash people are, are gone. But th- but that's it. Like, I love to have some bit of money with me. Do you know, I, I think it's important like, that you have something, some bit of money, but there's a, a new generation, they just tap the card, and they don't realise the difference not to have a bank and not to be able to get cash. Like, even to put the five euro in the envelope for mess on Sunday morning. Do you know, it all... Is that it, all you give, Cameron? Well, we give it each, like, we got two different messes. Yeah, very good, yeah. No, but do you know what I mean? That that's, that's important to an awful lot of people. Let it be five euro, ten or twenty euro you're putting in it. A birthday card, you can't tap your old card off the birthday card, like... Now, Dick, Cameron reminded me of the point there... Doing various things that you have to do in farming and different aspects of life. Yeah. You have to apply for this, you have to apply for that, you have to apply for that. You can't put it in the envelope anymore. It's strictly online only. Yes. So it's eliminating probably yeah. people over but 60. A large percentage yeah. of the population but have been completely excluded. T- t- Tom made a point earlier that, that the management in this government is poor. And this is a case in point. If Tom, the Tom has made that on many a yes. night. 
But if the banks don't want to, to supply cash, we have credit unions in most towns. Why isn't the minister talking to the credit union if they have to subsidise a certain amount, subsidise them? But why aren't they providing that facility? But they're limited in what they can do. But, the, but, yeah, but the supply cash is not uh, a huge issue for them. They're limited in what they can transact in mortgages and loans and that. But this could be a, 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 a task that they could take on. There's a credit union in most towns in, in, in West Limerick. You also have done posts. Why aren't you talking to them? Can they do it? Like, just to accept that the banks are closing down is, to me, atrocious. It ruins the town. It ruins the, the commerce of a town. I mean, if you're not going to Raquel to go to the bank, you can't go there. Well, you may not do your shopping there. You might go to Newcastle to do your shopping. Why can't... I mean, I think it's... It, and one politician said, it's too late. It's never too late. Like, I think the minister should be in talking to credit unions. They have the the infrastructure there are done post to, to, to do this facility for people. It's another hatchery yeah. job in rural Ireland yeah. and Ratkeel, as <coughs> I said, was once the capital mm. county town. Now it's downgraded. First of all, they were on about the hole in the wall, banking. They have Bank of Ireland completely closed down, completely locked up, locked up, shut us down and AIB now they have no counter service. Well, well, Pat, you know, this is, you could see this coming down the line, you know. I mean, the banking situation in this country, like we saw the famous banker, Johnny Fitzpatrick, later this week, and, uh, and we saw all the actual, uh, all his cronies there, to, I mean, to make sure he was buried properly. And, there uh, is a message in here, no, Tom, and I'll throw that through while we were on that in, I mean, last week as well. Hello, Pat, why don't, didn't you and the panel discuss the death of Johnny Fitzpatrick and the legacy he left with the fiasco of the Irish Bank? All I thought on that one, that's from Mike and Kilmallock, was that he couldn't take it with him. He left it all after him. Well, there's a lot of people who won't be able to take it with him, Pat. You know, he's the only one that regard. But the recklessness there and the oversight of the banks, you know, as Nick has rightly said now, the actual people that, that, are, that are well paid to oversee the our financial situation and to see how money has been made by individuals in the country by fair means are foul and maybe by foul more than dead fair a lot of them but the controls are not are not there the banks we say like I mean were backed to the they brought the country we say really and in, in a, they were all subsidised they were all uh, guaranteed and they're you know I mean the time of the, of the bank and we collapse now we have a, we, this is the the people that answer to the people they have no, they're chosen down uh, all their branches. They don't care about how, how inconvenient people are. People would always use the banks. In actual fact, at the moment, the few that are open would depress you to go in there. Number one, they're all, they have long faces in them and they, 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 can do, they can make no decision on anything. There's no way you can, you can apply for a loan. You have to go, you have to ring, you have to get on to buy on, online to a faceless person in Dublin. And uh, this all this, uh, I think as right he said, has been tolerated by the government. And it's, there is an alternative, you see. I mean, we have the credit unions that are supporting the people, left, right and centre. 
like, and we have the post offices who were closing down because they couldn't get the business. And the government has to give those those organisations. I, I think the credit union have billions on hands, yeah, and, yes. and they won't let them own it. Yes. So, so like, I mean, did you ever see such a fiasco in all your life? I mean, we have a minister for finance, and we have a minister, Mr. McGrath, with him for the minister for public expenditure. They told him, so surely the guy. I mean, there they should know like that this whole thing is is absolutely rape in the countryside of, of, of a little service, a vital service, not least, but a vital service, you know, and people would, should be allowed, I mean, the Credit Union are a, a magnificent organisation, you know, they, they, have, you know they've, 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 they have accommodated everybody down the line, and I know that they have certain restrictions, but that but whole approach, you think, there's now, a friendly minister anyway. There's a welcome in there from. More messages in here. Hi, Pat and Tom. Great to hear you there again with Topical Show to bring up this, to brighten up this dark, dreary night. And hi to the panel. And I'm all excited as I prepare for Christmas and lots of love to my pal, Tom. Thanks, Polly. Thanks for the festival, Polly, during the week. I understand. We missed you last week, Polly. We thought you were out on the battle or something. We didn't get any message. <laughs> and Leo Duggan called from Sweet Sugar Hill. Comment about windmills. Leo says, panel are anti-windmill. The panel are starting to sound like Eamon Ryan. Nearest windmill to Leo is half a mile from him towards Ruska. Leo says windmills are very good and he wants more of them. Double what is there now. So you mustn't be living near the men or lady out in Nachnishnads, I refer to all the people down in uh, near Shenagolden, Leo. And you, you must have missed out when we had comments about the forestry, Leo. We spoke about that a bit earlier on as well. And, and uh, the terrible inconvenience it caused to people over the years, including yourself, Leo. Now, we have another message in here on this machine. And the leader of the country, Michal Martin, is he doing a good job, they say. Now, we'll hold, we'll hold him over. Newcastle West Bypass, there was a meeting in Newcastle West last night discussing the bypass. Some people are concerned over the direction it's going. So anyone interested in that, give us a shout and we'll talk about it next week. And the one I want to talk about is... Um, there's, I just mentioned these as we pass. Limerick Regional Hospital has a record high number of trolleys, never seen before in the history of the state, the number of trolleys sitting on hallways with patients inside them, even though they had 100 new uh, hospital beds added to the during the past year. And a doctor's receptionist in Dublin, she stole 55,000. She got three and a half years in jail. And, of course, today, again, that we often refer to here, the amount of medical compens medical error <coughs> or medical complication or whatever, people who were in hospital anyway and children being born with and 30 million payout today on that one. And the one I'm moving back up to is the mother and baby homes. I have a view on mother and baby homes, which is just a particular aspect of it. And... It was based on my experience of a person who was living and working near us in my young days in Tully in County Clare. And it is, and it is uh, ones you don't hear mentioned that often. There, is, there are a few people who keep bringing it out. 
and some of you younger people mightn't understand or ever have heard the, the expression, those that were boarded out. I think they suffered above and beyond both sexual abuse, physical abuse, and starvation, next to starvation. And I recall uh, both men and women that were working with farmers near where I was born, and as a man said one night in Tulla playing cards at our house, I was born and reared and starved in the county Clare. <laughs> but <coughs> they were living in fear. And I recall one young woman that was in a farmer's house. She was dashed into our place. Her legs were black and blue and living in fear. And it has stayed with me ever after people that were boarded out the way they were treated was I, I'm holding back on words I would be saying was absolutely yeah. shocking and appalling and probably some some of the girls that were boarded out probably ended up back in mother and baby homes have no doubt about it have no doubt about it do you know what they were it, it was just like I think it's horrendous and I think the whole the whole thing I don't know how it's going to pan out. Do you know, if... Um, <clears throat> the minute you talk compensation, you're putting... You're putting... And it's OK nearly on it. You know, like, we were talking about today at home. If you have a house where... Say there was two children adopted into... Any child that was adopted into, there was um, a court case. It was a court, there was a judge... When, when the adoption became final, it was done before a judge in maybe a hotel setting or something, but it was a very legally binding document. And the mother was um, guaranteed anonymity for life and the parents were guaranteed they were going to be the parents when they adopted these children. I'm going back now 40 years. And now you have the situation where you could have had two sisters or two brothers adopted into a house well not natural brother but they both be adopted from different parents into one family they both go tracing their natural biological parents and one of them the parents embrace the child with open arms and the other it doesn't and I know where this is Joe where this is happening the other child doesn't get the same reaction What's that going to cause between two brothers or a brother and sister or anything, anyone at all? And when the adopted parents pass on, there's going to be a whole other scenario where you already have your own parents now. You don't need anything from my parents. It's going, I don't think they have delved far enough into the future to start it out. I think there's going to be huge problems I think from people who signed a legal document stating they would never be traced. And when you adopted a child, you had to state that that son, more in the case of sons, would be treated as the eldest son of the family, especially where there was land involved. And if you went to adopt a second child, the second child couldn't be older than the first child you adopted because then it would no longer be the, the oldest son. There was a huge amount of things involved in the adoption of a child. And, like, now it's all up in the air. Will Dick. you have a son 
claiming from two families or a daughter claiming Is the two? whole thing been dragged out? It's been talked about now for 10 or 15 years and yes. they're waiting for people to die off, die off, die off. Um, it's taken I, so long to deal yeah. with it. Like. Well, in the inquiry, inquiry into the mother and baby's homes were very disappointing. They didn't take into account the people that suffered at all. They ignored a lot yeah. of submissions. And anyone that has to live in fear or, or victimised, my heart goes out to them. And there's no compassion. It's just... But I, I, t- sorry, it, it, I think yeah. compassion, I think it's going to continue for yeah. the person yeah. who never told anybody and maybe now in their 70s or 80s that never told anybody they gave up a child. Are they now going to live in fear still after all they went through? Mm. It's like they the suffer from the original sin. They yes. made one mistake in life. Yeah, and it, and it and follows them. Overtook everything else. Um, but the case last week, I think it was last week, where that the child was continually abused, or children in interest in yeah. But anyway, the, the help order, the people, I can't think of the name, that were in charge, this happened in the 90s. Oh, I said that it's, it's two thousand, since 2002, it's, it's a different situation altogether. Like the 90s is only a couple of years ago, and my. Yeah. And that's the way he passed it off. And how do we know it is any different? Is there any independent organisation checking it? I mean, organisations, whether they're the legal profession that investigate themselves, to me, it means nothing. We had that in England, uh, investigating the Birmingham Six, and, and it might as well, Lord this and Lord that investigated, and we'd patch that over. And, in jail there for so we'll hold that there and we'll yeah. continue when we come back to just go to an ad break and back to yeah. shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 17th of November 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Dick Lanigan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. And another text message there from Christy Kelly. Hi, Pat. Shawnee Fitzpatrick left some legacy for sure. His governance of Anglo-Irish caused half of our banking debt, which resulted in the illegal promissory note fiasco, which has resulted in the electronic destruction of almost 30 billion, which was money that had to be borrowed, even though this borrowed money was effectively destroyed without it being put to any use. This destroyed money will have to be paid back with more borrowed money of the same amount. Of course, we also ended up in NAMA, which was another disgraceful entity set up by Michael Noonan and the government, and he was the Minister of Finance in. 
He will be leaving a legacy similar to Shawnee. He will be leaving a legacy similar to Shawnee fits with the decisions he made regards Christie Kelly. Not everyone might agree with you on that, uh, Christie. And you are you are say there, of course, we also ended up with NAMA, which was another disgraceful entity. I think only for NAMA coming in, that have been kind of stone mad altogether, possibly. Debatable point, anyhow. Now, looking at the note here this evening, and we were talking about the, the boarded out is the ones I'm yeah. referred to, Tom. Are you familiar? The, the, I am, Pat. Those, yes. those two youngsters there yeah. in front of the don't even know what we're talking about. Well, Pat, you know, this whole this whole like situation going back into the, the, the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and, and after that as well, uh, the actual modern baby homes and them. Um, the, the you know the, the laundries and that all that behaviour was all carried out by ordinary citizens in this country, people who had who had uh, you know were responsible for sending their daughters into the into the mother and baby homes. There appears to be no, no talk about that, and you know they were actually responsible for the for the for the torture. It was an awful time, and you know it shows us up as a, as a very funny race of people. You know, we were indoctrinated with religion. We had governments who were controlled by the church, and who had very little independence, and any that showed any kind of independence at all. Like we would think of Noel Brown, and um, I mean his campaign at the time. You know, he was isolated, and you know, like we, it, the blame game is in this whole scenario from start to finish is the people themselves that participated in that in that whole scenario at the time the compensation i know the, the actual the commission it's you know it's very very hard to for to try and even examine what happened because you see everybody is talking about compensation and Cameron is right the compensation appears to be, would be kind of making it right and that is the point that, that, that I'm really all always talking about is that what happened and the people what they did men's inhumanity <coughs> in to men and they were their own families like this was the greatest and this had been never been debated like they're, they're blaming the church which Caddy can, which were being paid by the government. But what about our governments, our departments? Which we spoke about them here. We speak about them here every night. The responsibility that they have for to for to oversee that behaviour. We're talking about the great people we had, the politicians that we had back in the forties and fifties and sixties. So they all participated and they all oversaw what happened. What they do about it? They actually accepted it and they paid for it. They paid the they paid the colleagues, <coughs> they paid the they paid the religious orders so much ahead. And they actually abused the actual people they put in because it, they had a working slavery for nothing. There was abuse then the the unfortunate I mean women and some men as well, they were as farmed out to farmers. I mean, the abuse that they suffered. I mean, it's horrendous. I mean, you're talking about about apartheid in South Africa, and we're talking about slaves, like in, in the southern states of America. They weren't passionate about what was happening here. Under no. the guys, and, and they all, they were all lined up every Sunday morning for communion. I mean, in their best clothes and coming in their pony and trapped in their cars when when, when cars came in, all pillars of the community. And of course, left, right, and centre. 
the greatest of, disgrace of all time. Of course, the pillars of society, they had their own special seat, if you remember that. I remember it well. <laughs> and their name printed on it. Believe it or not, their name and their seats. Their name and seats, and, 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 and even their contribution, when the Jews to be called out. It was like, called out, yeah. there, You know, all, all those. But to the people themselves. Have around 10 pounds, I think, Donovan, sixpence. I think the, the, the book stops first with the parents. Course if the parents down. left the, the daughter or the yeah. son or whatever out, let them be taken away. To avoid shame and scandal in the family. Yes. yes. Mm. And like, why have they got away scot-free? What about, uh, how did those, you would understand that now, Carmen, you're very mature and I know you're a long time in GA activities and that, very intelligent lady. How did those ladies get pregnant, you know? Well, it wasn't immaculate conception. There was always somebody because else involved. We hear nothing, we hear nothing about the, the men. Do you know, Pat, you'd, who made them pregnant. you'd think back about, about illegitimacy and everything else. In 1998, we had a very good team in Escape and we went to the two failures. But at that time, it was very strict about ages. Oh, it's still strict, but at that time, you had to have a birth cert for every <coughs> child. And there was four... We had the team... In the, say we, we got through saying the skating in the two teams we had two on the team where I was asked to keep the birth cert sealed unless it was asked to be used because there was information on it that the child didn't know and no one else knew and uh, the other shocking situation Cameron you know, there, there was another one day yeah. we had the Fela Pelna Moon yeah. in, in Limerick in I know was it maybe 2005-2006 like that, we had to have a birth cert for every child, yeah. just for fairness and to make sure there was no illegal yeah. thing. The amount of birth certs I was asked to keep sealed, yeah. you would not believe it. And that's not 100 years ago. What are you, what are you, now, we'll hold that there, folks, with, with the taste of that to keep you wondering. And I'm, sorry, uh, Pat, I'm relieved to, that Askeet never played an overage player anyway. That's a relief to me. Not under my watch. Now, <laughs> I'm high pat, high pat with the crowd. I don't have to I'm Pat with the crowds gathering Lemmy today and this evening just wondering if the Susie Grants are after coming true. Christy, you're on the ball. Now, uh, another item here there's uh, quite a bit in. A former chef and key member of Hackerville crime group held in suspicion of setting up 16 bank accounts with fake IDs to launder 130,000. This is from today's Irish Independent, I think. Uh, the Romanian man is suspected of being a key member of Hackerville Crime and Organisation. Now we had uh, the former chef who was arrested today as part of a major international investigation into accommodation scams is suspected of being a key member of the Hackerville Crime The Romanian national agent is Tortis who was arrested in West Dublin has been living in Ireland for 10 years. Now we have this. This thing is rampant. People from all races and so forth. It's, it's just beyond belief the amount of f fraud that's taken place. Uh, I have another one there from a lady that I better read it out. Or, uh, what to the penalty? Why were the fathers of those unfortunate children not brought to account? There was very little effort, ladies and uh, Carmel and gentlemen, about going after those parents, the fathers. This very, very little. And you see, in some cases, I think if the father wasn't good enough for the family, the parents felt it was better sent her away. No, but now, 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 we, now, oh, now, now, like, now I'm saying where we are today, 
why isn't there a bit of an effort to go back after those people? If people keep getting their DNA done, everyone will know after a while. Sorry? If people keep getting their DNA done, it seems to be big in the case in, in the case of properties, as there is an element where you do get the DNA done, yeah. you go back, I'm the son of his, that farm is mine. No? Yeah. Dick? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't who's, think so. Who's sweating now? I have <laughs> changed that much from the 50s and 40s and 50s. They might be different, but no one speaks out really, you know, and no one tests who's the father or the mother. No, no, no. no. no difference, no. No, I... I well, you see, it comes down to, I mean, as I said already, man's inhumanity to men. Mm. I mean, like, the actual, uh, these issues by people and are, and are thinking about other people. And, and you know, I mean, Carol, she went into detail there about the, about the, the adoption and about the rights and the whole lot. But why, but what is it in our, in our, in our gene pool here in this country that that we that everybody is not treated as a human being and and treated by society and by the government and by regardless of because nobody knows like they have but for the grace of God, any of us could be in those positions that they were talking about. Now these people they got abused, yeah. you know, and like, and so I mean, we have we've got to look at ourselves, exactly. at the people, and and our attitude to to one another. Number one, and it, you know, and as well as you said, well, you were camera rightly, this this person isn't good enough for you, and the other person isn't good enough for you. He's more money than you. I have a bigger family. You yeah. have a bigger house than you. I have a bigger, better job than you. And you see, where where our Christianity, we kind of cast ourselves as Christians, and as God mean fearing people. But so where's the fear of God, and where's the love of God, and where's our it's where's our generosity? Time. Like, and that is central to what this whole situation is about. Like. If yeah. any of us won the lotto at the moment, it's 19 million. What difference would it make to any of our lives? But it would make an awful difference like, to, a lot of, to, to a lot of people. Yes. Because but, you know, status in this country appears to be everything. You see. People And think. this is the thing about it. And all those wealthy individuals, and we saw them yesterday gathering above in Dublin, and like all those will have to leave this country or leave this life the same way they come in, like becoming the song. Yeah. You'll go the same way you come in. You, you, you see, and the thing about it is that we're not, we're preaching, I mean, the love of God and love to treat people well, and that's what Christianity is supposed to be all about. But in this case, it was about money and about abuse, and, and it was tolerated and overse- overseen by our famous our famous politicians. You can count them there, they were no, they were all there. They were, you, you nearly have to be in your knee when you mentioned their name. You know, they were the people that oversaw this. Or if they didn't, they had, they had appointed people. Like, like at the moment, we spoke about it early on, about the people that are appointed as the cabinet. They're appointed for to, for to serve the people, but they're only serving themselves. And it was the same then, and it's the same now. But, but it's nearly worse now. Now, picking up on the point regarding women's sin into the laundries by their parents the parents sent them into these institutions because of shame and this shame was created by the church the book stops with the church for creating the shame regards Padre Collins Um, well I think you know you can blame whoever you want but the book stops with the parents and we all know girls that were kept at home we all know grandmothers who reared their grandchildren as their own 
you know, we, we all know them. And so it was possible to not send your daughter away. Of course it was possible. Sure. And it, it was, was possible. Sorry, you know, Cameron, but, but the judges sent people away for small offences, for not oh, attending they did. school and yeah. reaching... Oh, yeah, oh, they, they did, did. Oh. they did, they did. But this is oh, girls, like, when they got yes. pregnant. Yeah. Very valid point indeed, yeah. because, as you said, the judges yeah. and, and you know, took them off of parents, yeah. or, or yeah. if a mother died or yeah. a father one died, they, they, they decided that they weren't capable yeah, of managing... Sure. That's what happened in the, in, just, the, yeah. in the industrial schools, Pat. Yeah, that's what I mean. In all over the country. I mean, and you can see the the criminality that, that was attached to the yeah, abuse yeah, that they suffered. Yeah, yes. I mean, both sexual abuse and physical abuse and mental abuse that clock in those institutions. The clock has beaten us again, and I'm given the last word to that very active man that's well tuned into all activity. But when it comes to the ballot box, it doesn't seem to work or be appreciated. Pat, going back to NAMA, this is a reference to me when I said we were looking, we got NAMA in. Going back to NAMA, it did not deliver value for money, as residential properties in particular should have been given out for auction to the auctioneers. We've made that point here many a time, indeed, Christie selling them in block to the vulture funds. And then back to Christie's piece, and given to the auctioneers in the areas that were instead... Uh, sold in bulk sell-offs to unknown individuals and vultures behind closed doors. They would have realised far more if there was an individual, which should have been done. I agree with you 100% on that one. It was a disgraceful part of it, as we've said time and again. All these blocks of houses and all the houses were sold in block to vulture funds when they would have probably made four times the amount of money if they were sold to via auctioneers or to private people and it will solve a lot of the private the, the, the housing problems but instead of making millions for vulture funds so Pat, my before you finish Dennis O'Connor was on to Jason looking to know was their recording of the Limerick versus Corkall Ireland and Jason said to tell him it's available on YouTube that's Dennis O'Connor and Nakadere so Dennis. enjoy it Dennis Dennis Mind yourself, Dennis, and don't be going out to get cold because Dennis myself was a hard match in, in, in Ballangarry some final in December once upon a time. I think it was minus 12. <laughs> and the young fellas were hitting the ball and on those conditions. <laughs> so, folks, my sincere thanks to Carmel Ryan, Dick Lanigan, and Tom Ryan, and Jason Smith. And my thanks to all the callers, and I hope we got in most of you there. And we thank you for your interest in the programme. And hopefully we'll be all alive and well and back on next Wednesday night. In the meantime, take care. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 17th of November 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Carmel Ryan and Dick Lanigan join Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion... County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.